The Productive Woman, Episode 199. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me. In this episode, we'll be talking about what it means to make a life that matters, or at least what it means to me. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 199. Before we start, I want to mention one little thing. Um, next week, as as this episode is being published, I'm going to be in Philadelphia for a podcaster conference, and I would love to meet up with any of you who list, live in that area or who will be in that area. I think I'll have time available on either Sunday, July 22nd, or Monday, July 23rd to get together, maybe just meet up at a, a local coffee shop or something like that, just something very casual. But I'd l- love to meet you in person. I don't get to do that very often. So if you live in or around Philadelphia or are going to be in Philadelphia on July 22nd or 23rd, let me know. Send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and let me know if you're interested in getting together and we'll work out the details. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks and Babbel. FreshBooks is a longtime sponsor and they're offering a 30-day free trial of their cloud accounting service. Visit freshbooks.com slash TPW to get your free trial. And I'll share a little bit more about that later on in the episode. But right now I'd like to share with you a little bit about a new sponsor for The Productive Woman, and that is Babbel, which is the number one selling language learning app in the world. Now, I learned French in college. I I mean, I studied French in college for four years, uh, and I'm still practicing trying to kind of remember all my French in anticipation of a trip we want to take next year to Europe. But I also would like to learn to speak Italian. And so for that reason, I'm starting to practice and and find new ways to learn it. And Babbel is a great way to do that. Uh, It teaches you in a different way that actually makes you remember what you learn so you can speak the new language confidently. It's very quick, very fun, a very efficient way to learn a new language with Babbel. So you can learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Russian, Swedish, and several more languages that they teach. As I said, Babbel's lessons, they're, you know, 10 to 15 minute lessons that are available either in an app or just online if you're sitting at your computer. And they do a combination of you listen and repeat back, you uh, translate things and type them out using a lot of different ways to help you learn the new words, the new vocabulary, the new sentence structure, all the things that go with learning a new language. And so they are designed to help you get started speaking that new language confidently and remember what you you learn. I am really enjoying using it. I'm getting some new some new vocabulary. I'm seeing some of the the 
comparison or some of the similarities between Italian and French, which helps me, but there are some very big differences. And so I'm having a lot of fun using Babbel to learn that new language. In preparation, as I said, for Mike and, and I are planning to take a trip to Europe next year to celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary. If you uh, have plans to travel internationally or you just want to learn a new language, I encourage you to try out Babbel. You can go to babbel.com and use offer code TPW to get 50% off your first three months. So that's Babbel, and it's spelled B A B B E L. Dot com and that offer code is TPW for the productive woman and that'll get you 50% off your first mo- three months of using Babbel. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Let me know what language you'd like to learn and um, see if Babbel can help you with that. Okay, so now let's get into the main topic of this episode. For the past four years, an overarching theme, a through line of the Productive Woman podcast has been about making a life that matters. We talk about it on the show. We talk about it in the Facebook community. Uh, y- you and I talk about it as I we trade emails uh, that I get, for, you know, I get emails from listeners where we're talking about ways to do that. I thought it would make sense as we're coming up on, you know, the big milestone episode 200 to talk a little bit about what that means. What is what do we mean when we're talking about making a life that matters or at least what it means to me? I think every person's vision of a life that matters is going to be different, but I I wanted to share some of my thoughts on what that means to me. And some things that I learned in doing a little bit of research in preparation for this episode. So first of all, you know, I always have to start with why does it matter? Why why do I talk about making a life that matters? Why did that concept come up when I first started the podcast? Because from the very beginning, that was something I talk, talked about in the kind of opening sequence of the episode about managing our time, life, stress, and stuff so we can accomplish the things we care about and make a life that matters. Why do we care? Why do we as human beings, as women, as and, and the men who listen, why do we think about making a life that matters? And I don't I don't have a lot of answers on that. I, I think I, I wonder is there something in us that seeks some level of immortality to to leave something behind that matters you know, something significant that we'll be remembered by. I think that's part of what making a life that matters, why why we think about it at all. Uh, as I was, you know, if you Google a life that matters or make a life that matters, interestingly, you come up with quite a few articles where people are talking about what they what they think about that. And I'll link to some of those in the show notes, but it was real interesting to me to read some of those. One of them, uh, an article on Huffington Post called Live a Life That Matters, had a really good quote that kind of summarizes, I think, what we talk about on this show and how the productivity tools and tips and techniques all feed into this desire to make a life that matters. And in that article, the writer said, it's important to not only live, 
but to live a life that matters, a life that makes a positive and everlasting impact on those around you, because as long as we are remembered, we never truly die. And I wonder, you know, what you think about that. I think there's so much truth in that. We want to leave something behind that we will be remembered for. We want to have an impact on the people that we come in contact with, certainly our families, our friends, so that when we're gone, they will remember something positive about us. And so I thought that was a really good way of saying it from that article. You know, the the question is, is is making a life that matters, is it about leaving a legacy? Uh, that's another way of articulating this idea of making a life that matters. And the fact is, we'll all do that. We will all leave a legacy of some kind, unless you are, well, you can't really be born with nobody around unless there's some, you know, strange circumstance where you don't have any interaction with people after you're born. But if you were, um, you know, left left to fend for yourself in the jungle and you never interacted with any other people, then there would be n- no legacy in the sense of other people remembering you. But that's never going to happen that I can think of. So in any event, we will all leave a legacy of some kind. And the question for me is, what legacy will I leave? What will I leave behind? How will I be remembered when I'm gone? And I'll confess, I have made many mistakes over the course of my life. I have many things to regret if I spend too much time thinking about the mistakes that I've made as a human being, as a wife, as a mother, as, you know, in every element of my life, I have things that I could regret. At the end of the day, though, my adult kids like each other and they like us. They like to spend time with each other and they like to come and hang around us. And honestly, that's all that really matters to me. There are a lot of other things that I want to accomplish, things that I have accomplished, things I still want to accomplish that are part of making a life that matters. But for me, the mistakes I've made are much outweighed by seeing that my kids, as they've grown and gone out on their own, still enjoy each other's company and they still like us. So there you go. Anyway, that those are some of the things that I thought about as I was asking myself, why do I talk about making a life that matters? Why is that a, a, a through line in our conversations in, in the productive woman community? So then we get into what are the elements of a life that matters. And again, everybody's going to have their own list, their own definition. And I would love to hear what yours is. And I, and I invite you to send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and share your thoughts on what it means to, to make a life that matters. But for me, as I thought about what what are the elements, the components that make up a life that matters? There were a, f- a few things that came to mind. And the first one that came to mind is integrity. I think a life that matters is a life that's built with integrity. And the word integrity comes from a Latin word with the meaning of wholeness. So a person of integrity is undivided and there's a consistency of, of values and actions. Uh, there's a, a book 
that was written by a Yale law professor about integrity. And he says, it's a a guy named Stephen Carter, who wrote this book called Integrity. And I'll put a link in the show notes because it's really a very good book. Um, He says that integrity requires three steps. One, discerning what is right and what is wrong. Two, acting on what you have discerned, even at personal cost. And three, saying openly that you are acting on your understanding of right from wrong. And again, that comes from the book Integrity by Stephen L. Carter. Um, Again, very, very worth reading. I think he's saying, and he does say in the book, that integrity is perhaps the fundamental quality of character, the thing that has to come before everything else in us. He says, and I'm quoting here, the rest of what we think matters very little if we if we lack essential integrity, the courage of our convictions, the willingness to act and speak in behalf of what we know to be right. So I think a life that matters requires integrity, that wholeness, that consistency, that willing to act on what we believe to be good and right. The second thing or the second element of a life that matters, I believe, is awareness. And we've talked about this in previous episodes, but an awareness a conscious awareness of who you are, what you want, why you do the things you do. Awareness requires this, uh, it includes a willingness to be honest with yourself, to look at yourself with fully open eyes and to see the truth about who you are, acknowledge the reality and to be, you know, again, awareness, the other, another way of saying that is a consciousness that you're not living on autopilot, but you are seeing clearly who you are, what you want and being honest about all of who you are. That is hard, I think, for a lot of us, but I think it's necessary for a life that matters. And it requires asking lots of questions. And I'll try to put a link in the show notes to previous episodes where we've talked about this fundamental need to become aware as a starting point of of what we're doing and why we're doing it and being able to see it clearly and without judging, just seeing what the truth is about what I'm what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, what I want and why I want it. So integrity, awareness, and then the third element of a life that matters that came to my mind is kindness. And I looked up the word kindness in an online dictionary and it said the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. And I think those things are necessary for a life that matters. Being kind to others, certainly, but also to yourself. Having those qualities of being friendly, being a support system, a caring about other people, being generous and generous uh, is defined as showing a readiness to give more of something, and the examples it gives are like money or time, but to give more of it than is strictly necessary or expected. And I thought it's interesting that the word generous comes from a Latin word that includes uh, in its meaning the concept of nobility. I think generosity as a as a piece of kindness or as a part of being a kind person is a willingness to give 
without keeping score, without holding back, without expecting that quid pro quo of, of I'll, I'll do for you if you'll do for me. I, and I don't, I, and I, as I thought about this, I don't want to say that we should just always be giving, giving, giving and, and never receive anything back. Uh, you know, the best relationships have, have some, uh, you know, both giving and receiving. But if we're going to be a person who's living a life that matters, I think there has to be that willingness to give without keeping score, to not hold back and measure what we're giving by comparison to what the other person or the other people are giving. Because be a willingness to give to people who can't reciprocate. That um, whether it's simply giving kindness, giving a, a greeting or a kind word to someone you'll never see again, maybe a clerk in a store or somebody in a drive-through, to look them in the eye acknowledge their humanity, say something kind to them, even if nobody, even if they, they're, you know, nasty to you, even if they're not kind in return, their kindness encompasses this concept of generosity and being willing to give than is required, more than is required without keeping score. So to me, that's a third element of a life that matters. The fourth element, and I didn't have a good word for this, but I think there has to be a balance between being realistic and optimistic. So being realistic means being able to see things for what they are and see people for who they are, including people, including yourself. Uh, so we we have to be realistic and see the truth in things, just like this. The when I was talking about awareness, but being optimistic in the sense of being willing to believe that circumstances and people, including yourself, can be better. So we see the truth, we see the the reality, and yet we have this hope that uh, things can be better. I looked up the words. Again, you know me, I like to, I'm a lawyer and a writer and words matter. The meanings of words matter. Realistic was defined in the dictionary that I looked at as having or showing a sensible and practical idea of what can be achieved or expected. And I think a life that matters has to have that component of being realistic, of having a practical idea of what can be achieved or expected. I think I it would be hard for me to have a life that truly matters if I had this vision of myself as I don't know an NBA basketball star that that was the goal I set for myself and what I expected of myself. I'm 5 foot 3 and I'm 58 years old and it's not likely that I'm ever going to be an NBA basketball star. So there in order to make a life that matters I've got to be have a realistic a sensible and practical idea of what I'm capable of but at the same time I need to be optimistic and hopeful and the word optimistic in the dictionary I looked at was defined as hopeful and confident about the future so there's that element of hope 
that's necessary for a life that matters, that we can realistically assess our circumstances the way they are today. And by circumstances, I mean everything from our income to our health to our personality and our skills, and yet be optimistic that all of those things can be improved maybe I'll never be a an NBA, well, clearly I will never be an NBA basketball star, but I can be hopeful that I can be fit and healthy for the future and be able to do certain things. I can have that optimism that what, what I'm physically capable of as I sit here today, can be improved if I'm willing to put the time and effort into it. And similarly with the people that are around me, to see them for who they are, what they're able to um, to do for me, how much they're able to support me, how grateful they're able to be for what I can do for them, whatever the the reality is, to be realistic about those people in my life and yet optimistic that they can improve. Not trying to change them. That's not what I'm saying, but that I can have a hope that my circumstances, that the people in my life that I care about can improve. Uh, So that's number four, that balance between being realistic and optimistic. Uh, Number five is, and we're talking about components or elements of a life that matters, in my opinion. The fifth thing I thought of is intentionality. And this is another thing we've talked about before on previous episodes of the podcast. um, And I'll put some links in the show notes to some of those past episodes where we talked about awareness and intentionality in particular. Intentionality means we're living our life on purpose. We're not just ambling from one day to the next, but really thinking about things, thinking about what it means to make a life that matters, thinking about what we want from our life, making intentional choices about both our long-term goals and our day-to-day action. And in order to make a life that matters kind of in the long-term We have to know where we're going. We have to have an intentional plan for our future, what we want to accomplish, where we want to end up. And then we have to make intentional choices every day about the actions we take, the things we do to move us in the direction that we want to go. So we have to think about things like, how do I want to feel about my life? And what kind of things do I need to be doing in order to feel that way? What kind of person do I want to be? And what kinds of things does that kind of person do? Really thinking about those things and and living intentionally is how we create over time a life that matters. I read um, an article, this is uh, from the Harvard Business Review online called A Roadmap to a Life That Matters. And it was interesting because they sort of end up saying, we can't really give you a roadmap. But the article talks about uh, the uh, sort of our culture, modern culture, and the the compromises that people make. And one of the things the writer said that kind of caught my attention was that the pursuit of more, bigger, faster, cheaper too often seems to demand putting what, why, and who we love at the end of the list 
in the underworld of the inbox at the bottom of the heap. And this article encourages us to start with what we love, who we love, um, you know, what we care about, and focus on those things as we make decisions about what to do in the long term and from the day to day. So in other words, life is not about avoiding the things that we don't love, but acknowledging the things and people we do love and building a life that centers around those things. Or, Or to put it another way, as you're thinking about the goals and the plans and decision making for that matter, start with what you want instead of what you don't want. It's always more positive and more motivating to move towards something rather than away from something. And so being intentional about that starts with, you know, backing up the list, being aware of what it is we want, why we want it, and focusing on those things instead of trying to build a life around avoiding the things that make us uncomfortable or the things that we don't want, being more positive about it. And finally, uh, the, the, the last thing on my list of, of the elements of a life that matters was the word I came up with is proactivity, being proactive. A life that matters doesn't just happen. It doesn't just come to us. We have to make it by intentional, purposeful, and consistent action. And we do that one choice at a time, one action at a time, one moment at a time. But we have to be proactive instead of waiting for things to just work out. So those are the the elements that I thought of. Integrity, awareness, kindness, that balance between being realistic and optimistic, intentionality, and being proactive. The other big thing I thought about in all of this is, to me, I believe that a life that matters almost always matters in relation to people, those we love and those who love us, those we help and those who can help us. A life that matters almost always is going to matter in relation to those people in our lives. So for me, a life that matters is tied very closely to the people I love. First of all, Mike and the kids. My ability to live a life that matters is in many ways a result of the people who've influenced me over the years who have come into my life at various stages, some only for a while, some for a lifetime, and have influenced my thinking, influenced my choices, taught me things, uh, both positive and negative, uh, because none of nobody's perfect. You can learn so many things from people who make the wrong choices or choices that hurt you even for that matter. But for me, my ability now at this stage of my life to even recognize that I want to make a life that matters and then to take action to do that is very much a result of those people that have come into my life. Some of them people I know personally, others that I've never met. So for instance, Mike, my husband, we, you know, we've been married since we were 18 years old. It'll be 40 years next year. And he has from the very beginning taught me the meaning of integrity, of honesty at all costs, of selfless giving and of forgiveness. 
as we've spent all these years together, they haven't all been happy and wonderful. It hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. We've had to grow up together. And he has been not an angel by any stretch, nor am I, but his consistent faithfulness over all these years has taught me so much about what it means to be a person of integrity and forgiveness. Another person I think of is my mother. Uh, she's had a rough life. Uh, I was, she was 19 when I was born. She's, she's one she married very young, eloped with my father, and had a tough life with him. He, you know, he did the best he was capable of, but he was, uh, he was an alcoholic and he was a wanderer. But my mother, through all of, of, what she's experienced and what I, I've observed and her, her again, faithfulness in my life, she has taught me about a mother's fierce, unconditional love. And she's taught me about facing hardship with a sense of humor. There are very few people in the world that can make me laugh more than my mother does, and despite all that she's been through and some of what we, her kids, have put her through. She has faced it all with a sense of humor that has inspired, encouraged me. My friend Vicki, who you heard about in a recent episode, um, we've known each other since I was, I want to say 16 years old, maybe. Uh, she has, she showed me how to be a mother. She's a couple years older than me. And so she was having, she was married a, a few years before me. She was having her, her babies as I was, you know, kind of coming up through high school and, and we were friends. Uh, and I, I learned from her example how to be a good mother. So many things. I mean, about she taught me about sewing clothes for your kids and all those sorts of things. And she taught me a lot about how to be a kind, supportive friend through many years and, and a lot of ups and downs. And other, other people that I've known who've been an influence on me kind of helped me become the person I am that allows me to make a life that matters. A couple named Fred and Julie, they uh, opened their home to me when I was a heartbroken, lost teenager. They were my foster parents for a couple of years while I was in high school. And they I learned so much from them about giving of yourself to someone in need. And then the other person I thought of, you know, there are so many people I could think about. And maybe as as I've mentioned in the last couple episodes, we're here in July of 2018, as which is a milestone month for, for me and for the productive woman. And so I'm thinking a lot. I'm looking back on uh, things that have happened in my life and the people who've influenced me and my vision of what it means to make a life that matters. And one, there, there are lots of people I could spend a whole episode talking about these people, but I'm just wanting to share a few names with you. There's a man named Larry Hicks, who is a lawyer. He's retired now, but he was my mentor when I first started practicing law. And he taught me how to be a lawyer. He taught me so much about what it means to be a professional 
and how to serve clients with integrity and with excellence. And I'm grateful because of him, he has contributed to my ability to make a life that matters in a lot of ways. And there are people that I've never met who have contributed to that. One of them I've mentioned on the show before, Brooke Castillo, who is a a coach, a life coach, and a podcaster and a, a writer. And from her podcast, I I learned she she taught me the concept that I am not at the mercy of my mind. Something I really didn't think about, wasn't aware of until I started listening to her and learning from her and 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 started exploring that concept. Learn I learned from her and from the people she pointed me to that I can choose what to think about. And since our actions are born of our emotions and our emotions are the result of our thoughts, what we think about determines how we act and therefore the world we live in every day because our actions create the results, the life that we live. And so in order to make a life that matters, we need to take action in certain ways and learning to control our own thinking, to manage our minds is a huge step towards making a life that matters. And I'm thankful to Brooke and the work that she's done. I, I Like I said, I've never met her, uh, but she's another person who has influenced me. And that these are just some examples of people who have um, helped me become the person that I am and helped me to realize and made me absolutely convinced that a life that matters, matters in relation to people. And finally, a a life that matters, matters in the moment. We tend to think of a life that matters as something that will have happened at the end, I think. And yet our experience of a life that matters is in this moment and then this one, and the next one, and the one after that. Life, A life that matters is made up of moments that matter. I think it's easy to get too focused on the big accomplishments, the big events, the, you know, the big goals, and miss the amazing moments. So I, I encourage us to, you and me both, to think about that, that it's the moments that matter. They add up over time into a life that matters. We, we maybe work a lot to save money for our children's college education and end up too tired or distracted to be present in the moments of their childhood. We tend to focus on the end goal, and it's good to set goals, and it's good to work toward them, but we can be so focused on that end goal, whether it's the new house we're saving money for, the promotion that we're working toward, the published book we're trying to write, the thinner and fitter body if we're working on that. We're so focused on that end goal that we're not experiencing the process, and it's the moments, the that where the process is underway that add up to be a life that matters in uh, one article that, and I'll I'll put a link to this in the show notes because it was really good. One writer said this so well, and I think this kind of sums up what it takes to live a life that matters. This writer said, do not take a single second for granted Take the time out of your day to tell those close to you that you love them. Smile more and frown less. Show gratitude. 
Do random acts of kindness for friends and for strangers. Don't hold grudges. Be thankful for what you have and the problems that you don't have. Volunteer for a cause you believe in. Get out of your comfort zone every once in a while and try something new. Be positive and optimistic and go for a long walk to breathe life in. Make every step, every heartbeat, every moment, and every day count. That's how you make a life that matters. Now, this writer says, goes on to say, well, you know, why, why is he, this writer encouraging us to do these things? Um, because the writer says, you just never know what awaits you tomorrow or even a week from now. The future is a second away and the past is a second already past. Life is mysteriously complex and it will go on. But we need to, again, I, I want to say this again, w- set those goals, have that vision for where you want to go with your life. But in the meantime, as this writer said, make every step, every heartbeat, every moment, and every day count. And that's how you'll make a life that matters. A life that matters doesn't require dramatic, spectacular accomplishments or international influence. I think some of us feel like... I'm just, you know, doing the day to day and my life is not significant. I'm not doing the right things to make a life that matters. But, but I think if you're doing the stuff, you know, that day to day stuff, the moment to moment stuff, you're caring for your children and the other people in your life. If you're going to work or school every day and you're doing the work there, doing the best that you can and trying to be a decent person with the, the, the people you interact with there, if you try to be kind to the people you encounter each day, then your life matters. I really believe that. Even if you don't ever have, you know, some best-selling book published or rise to the top of the organization that you work for or serve in some amazing capacity, if you're doing those things, if you're being kind to the people that you're around and doing the necessary each day, then your life matters. And you, we, we need to recognize that. So those are my thoughts, but I wonder, what do you think? How do you define a life that matters? Did I miss the boat entirely on the things that I, the elements that I talked about here or the components that I talked about in making a life that matters? This is just one woman's opinion, the things that I shared here. I really would love to hear what you think. You can share your vision of what it takes to make a life that matters, your tips, your ideas, your whatever, uh, in the comments section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 199. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Or if you are in the community Facebook group, feel free to post a comment or your ideas about a life that matters there. And we can continue the conversation there. As always, if you would prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you and um, help encourage each other. Uh, before we go, a word about our other sponsor for this episode. This is a longtime sponsor, FreshBooks, and their accounting service. And, you know, I'm thinking about we're in the summertime here in the United States. I know it's wintertime in the Southern Hemisphere. 
but we've been through, we've finished up tax season just a couple months ago. And I want to give high fives to those of you who are freelancers or small business owners who filed your taxes on time this year. Uh, good, good job. Good for you. Though To those who dread tax season, listen up. Our sponsor, FreshBooks, makes ridiculously easy to use cloud accounting software for freelancers and small business owners who hate doing their taxes. And I will uh, spare you that whole ounce of prevention cliche, but the moment you start using FreshBooks, things start happening that will make your next tax season a lot less stressful. You can link your credit and debit cards directly to your FreshBooks account, which means next time you pay for something, it automatically appears in your FreshBooks account categorized by the type of expense. So you've got it there when it comes time to do taxes. Next time that rolls around, you just click on reports to get nice, tidy summaries of your expense reports, your invoice details, your sales tax summaries, and a whole lot more. FreshBooks is now used by more than 10 million people, including me, and they're known for their impeccable customer service. They've been so helpful the couple of times I've had questions. If you do need help, they usually pick up the phone in three rings or less, and they're there to help. So to claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com tpw and enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section so they know that I sent you. And remember, if international travel's on your agenda for this year, or you just want to learn a new language, be sure to check out Babbel, our new sponsor, to start learning a new language or brush up on one you already know. Go to babbel.com and use the offer code TPW to get 50% off your first three months. That's Babbel, which is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L, babbel.com offer code TPW for 50% off your first three months. Thank you so much to FreshBooks and Babbel for supporting The Productive Woman. And one last thing, as this episode is going out, there is still time to enter the uh, you know milestone thank you giveaway. I'm giving away a box full of some of my very favorite things, some things you're going to like. If if you're a woman who listens to the show, you've heard me talk about some of these things. I'm gathering uh, uh, some of my favorites, things I use and love every day. Uh, this, this giveaway is open internationally to any woman who listens to this podcast and is part of this community. You can see the steps to enter the giveaway in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. Just go, and if you're not already a member, go to theproductivewoman.com slash group to join. It's available to any woman who listens to the show. And again, internationally, I'll be announcing the winner at the end of July 2018. And then I'll be shipping this pretty fun gift box out. And this is my way of thanking you for being part of the community. That is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you for spending this time with me. Thank you for being part of this community. I hope you found something in this episode that's helpful to you. I look forward to hearing from you and your thoughts on what we talked about today. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.